I don't vacillate between wanting to move to Los Angeles, New York, Chicago, Montreal, or, well, maybe France, but other than that, <laughs> I like being here, um, and I'll be here the rest of my life because I have rent control. That was internet radio DJ John Binder. I'm Jeff, and this is Storied San Francisco. Living in San Francisco since the 90s, John's love of this city hasn't taken much of a hit over the years. In this podcast, he'll share observations and stories about San Francisco. Check back Thursday for part two, which will largely be about John's love of music. Here's John. In the lower downtown area, that's what I call this. People are like, oh, you live in the tender or not? I'm like, I don't know what you want to call it, but I just call it downtown. Yeah. It's just easier. Um, and I guess on this street, I live on Bush. This is considered uh, Lower Knob Hill. Mm-hmm. But whatever. I mean, you know, I used to live on Geary Street. I lived in the Alhambra building, which is great, across the street from the uh, Hara. Mm-hmm. There used to be a bar called uh, The Hunter. Ooh. That might have been before your time. That was yeah, I don't know a it. really great place. The Hunter. The Hunter. That's awesome. There was a guy named Beef that worked there. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and Beef still around. And you're not nostalgic? Um, <laughs> I, I get very nostalgic for uh, the old bars. fucking awesome. I mean, the Geary Club's still there. They clean that up Thank a little God. bit. But yeah, last time I was at Geary Club, love that place, but they had an internet jukebox. I'm like, fucking you guys too. Yeah, I know. But There's pluses and minuses to that. It's I'm still just, pretty scuzzy and awesome though. There's no parks. Right. You have to walk up to like, you know, Huntington Park, which is like the size of this living room. You know, yeah. It's just, but that's fine. I mean, if you want to park, go to Golden Gate. Go to Golden Gate Park, man. Yeah. You know, if you want to live downtown, there's not that many trees. Although you look in my backyard, man. That's right? not bad. It's cool. All. It's a but nice. Yeah, it's a, but it's a trade off. Living, living around yeah. here, that's one thing you trade. But, yeah. Yeah. But you know that and you get yeah everything else and back. you know it's if you want to be a part of the urban scene there's no better place than b- pretty much this neighborhood you know it's like if you want to see a prostitute get shot in the head like you know once a decade or so it's gonna happen mm-hmm. i've had guns pulled on me at like a sandwich shop you know for mm-hmm. no good reason there's crazy people everywhere there's tens of thousands of homeless people just like up and you know but y- you 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 don't see it after a while or you get to know these people also mm-hmm. you know when people come in to san francisco you know it's so fucking dirty oh my god there's so many homeless people and they start bitching about all this stuff it's like okay well these are human beings you're talking about and where else are they gonna go would you rather them just all be shot and like dumped yeah. in a fucking shallow grave i mean like there there's a system in place and it's because of that system that yeah we have people but it's also on account of good weather mm-hmm. and you know and lenient lenient kind of like you know yeah they get cell phones they get they get a certain amount of money every month and you know for me it's like would i like for there be less homeless people yes but do i want them just to be pushed somewhere else no right i'm okay with them being in my neighborhood digging through our trash at night as long as they're you know i have to lecture them every once in a while sure get in their face and say hey man if you're gonna be our neighbor you can't just throw your trash everywhere you know you have to be more and they're you know a lot of people mentally ill they're drug addicts whatever I don't make excuses for people. I just I just make sure that they, you know, I I don't police other people. I try not to. But that's kind of like my nature. I lived in residential hotels because I didn't have a job. I just decided to move here cold. And I knew it was going to be hard, but I had some money saved up and and uh 
Yeah, the rev- residential hotels were great. I actually really kind of enjoyed that. I had to sneak my cat in with me nice. and just like, you know, it was kind of fun, man. I, I, I look back at that time. I can barely remember it so long ago, but it was fun. And then like looking for apartments, which was not easy, but like really, truly like deep into the TL, like, you know, Eddie Street, like begging some like newly found millionaire. I mean, because a lot of the people who bought those old buildings were dot-com kids. And they were pretty cool, actually. They were reasonable people. Like, the Alhambra building actually was, was bought by these young kids. And I had, like, this pretty serious dispute with the guy that lived above me, which turned into, like, a pretty serious, violent melee in front of the place. Okay. And I went to them. I'm like, hey, man, this guy's saying he's going to kill me. He's going to, you know, rape my girlfriend and kill my cat, like, destroy my motorcycle. Like, I got to get out of here. And usually they'd be like, okay, that's fine, but you have to pay this. And, you know, to get out of the contract, they're just like, you know what, dude? We got you covered. Just you know, so there was there was still a heart even back then, which, you know, kind of surprised me, but it was cool. And I don't know, man. You know, it's like you just move on. I moved to Hyde Street. I moved around the corner, up on the hill a little bit. I've always been wanting to get up the hill just a little bit more. Pine Street was always like my, my the place I wanted to Is be. Is that the ultimate Pine is weird, man. There's vampires on Pine Street. Okay. Seriously, there's a building full of, and there's like this ghost that like stands out inside the place, smokes marijuana at night, and has not aged in tw- you know since I've been here, 22, 23 years. Pine and? Pine and like right around here. Leavenworth. Uh, Leavenworth between probably like Jones and uh, yeah, around that area. Wow. It's crazy. And I actually looked at an apartment on that in that building. I mean, you know, this is... May or may not be true, <laughs> but this is, you know, there's, there's just some weird buildings. There's some weird people who own these buildings. There's some nefarious shit happening. I have a, you know, I just have like this and I'm not, I'm not, you know, I don't, I'm not super superstitious or any of that type of stuff, man. But I think there's a haunted vampire joint on Pine Street. And so I, like and a I colony of vampire? Yeah. More than one vampire. Yeah. It's a weird place. You <coughs> walk in. It's kind of innocuous from the outside, but you walk into this building, these giant doors. The doors are like 20 feet tall. They have these weird round, like just really strange, like doorknobs to get in the place. And you open it up. You know, they open the door. You you think it's going to be one thing, but it's not. It's just like this. It's like 50-foot ceilings. There's like nothing there. It's weird, man. (laughs) So I looked at an apartment there in the early 90s, and there's just like, it was like a snake pit. There was just like, all these l- different rooms and you have to walk through other rooms to get to the other room. Like, so you have to walk through other people's room to get to your room, you know, <laughs> my room. And there's these great views of like twin peaks and you know, it's bizarre. There's some really cool. And I've always enjoyed doing that. Like on my days off or whatever, just walk around the town and, and, and go see apartments. Just go into buildings. And yeah. go, oh, go into, to the actual apartment. And I used to do this, man. I used to like help people find apartments, you know, cause I've always had a little bit of time to do that. And I'm interested in that. Yeah, I used to find, I found this blind guy I met in a bar one time, an apartment. And then he, you know, a couple of weeks later, he was really happy that I, I helped him. You know, it makes it easier when someone with the eyes can see the shit. <laughs> and and you're deaf, so you're like, can you hear And I'm deaf, so yeah. <laughs> we, <laughs> but it was cool, man. It's like, and then like his friend, a buddy of his needed a place, you know. So it's like kind of giving back to these these people that really need help, you know. And I mean, that's, again... The Bay Area is very cool that way. Mm-hmm. You know, people help each other. We're all, you know, kind of looking for the same thing. 
everyone has chickens. Let's do it. They don't allow it in San Francisco proper or downtown at least, but why not? Yeah. There should just be fresh eggs for everyone. There's goats eating the grass on yeah. the hills and stuff. Yeah, it's, no, yeah. it's people are doing bees. Oh, uh, bees are great. Which is cool. I like I want them to do it. I'm just like, I'm not gonna do that. I have a friend who's been helping with that. There's a there's a restaurant in North Beach called Catonia. Oh yeah. In Quince. They have bees on top of their, their own bees. Yeah. Okay. Good yeah. to know. My buddy Galen has helped with that. There's like a full on gang of people that just like put bees on top of big ass buildings in San Francisco. Nice. It specs on uh, Tuesday night. Mike, Mike, the uh, he's a bar he's a bartender. But he's also like just one of the greatest DJs in San Francisco. Okay. I steal a lot of my music from my show from Mike. Nice. Yeah. So like Tuesday night's great. I'll have my little like my app out trying to like steal these songs and like you know it's like the sony from like 1982 like speakers up in the like, oh yeah yeah so it's like it sounds great i mean but he plays a lot of old like instrumental music from like the 40s and 50s 60s knows more about monster movies than anyone i've ever met knows like the guys who did the music for the monster movies and just movies in general crazy i mean it's, and there's so many there's so many cool old beatniks and shit hanging out no always pizza people are always giving yeah. each other food yeah it's cool, man. I mean, it's a commu- it's community. It is, which is what a bar. Sh- it really is. There's yeah. a guy that hangs out there named Leon. He's like 84, 85 years old. He's like this conspiratorial mm-hmm. nutcase, but he's so smart and so weird and so just like full of life at his age. Yeah, and he's just an old drunk, but he's fucking killer, man. He's just like you can learn a lot from him. I'm actually, I just got his phone number. I'm like, Leon, you got to be on my show. He's like, oh, I don't know. It might not go well. I'm like, it, it doesn't matter. Let's just let's just check it out. If it doesn't go well one time, I'll get you back when you're on when when you're on your game, and we'll we'll do it again. <laughs> right. You know. But I've met. I mean, it's a great mix. I mean, North Beach, any place you go, like you know, Cafe Zoetrope is great. I'll go mm-hmm. have like espresso there before I I go out for the night. I was just at uh, Tony and Nick's. That's mm-hmm. a cool. It's like kind of a you know more of a classy old style Italian yeah. uh, lounge. I love I love North Beach, man. The parks there are great. The weather's great. It's just you meet really cool people. Everyone's really just open to talking and just like being chill, and no one's beating on their chest about anything. Yeah. You, have you ever go to Sedini's? Which place? Uh, so up the street from Golden Boy, it's actually the the family that owns Golden Boy. Sedini's. Oh, Sedini. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I haven't been there place. in a long time, but that's a great I place. Love that place. I know. There's a record actually, record store across the street from there. Yeah. Or two record stores uh, very close to there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the one across the street from Sedini's. If you go in the basement, the basement. Oh my god! Like where you can't, you, really, you almost can't move. Well, wear an N five N ninety five mask also yeah. because there's a lot of mold down yes. there. Yes, but I've I've dug some like crazy treasures. It's hard. I mean, it's you really gotta want to dig. Mm-hmm. You know, as like digging at this point in my life, it's just like. It's fun, but it has to be worth it, right. you know, because it takes hours and hours and hours, and you have to like have that cross-referencing thing happening in your brain, where it's like, okay, this is the forty-five from that movie, that Fellini movie from nineteen fifty-three. <laughs> Wait, is this the one? I do I do I already have this? You know, mm. and I try not to use my uh, discogs, yeah, because I've been cataloging all my all my shit just to kind of know. Because, you know, when you're at a record store, it's like, these records start looking a lot alike. It's like, your brain's always like, oh, you don't have this one. Buy it, buy it, buy it. Is that a, uh, is it a work in progress still? 
the catalog. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I was gonna say yeah. you're not like. Finished. I have a couple thousand thus far. I haven't done my forty fives. I haven't done my ten inches. I haven't done a lot of stuff, but uh, yeah. And I don't have see my my record collection. I have a, I don't have a ton. People come in. Oh, that's all you have. I have more in the closet over here, actually. Yeah. But it's like, and I have some in storage, but it's like, yeah, that's all I have. It's all fucking the best. Mm-hmm. It's the cream of the crop. There's no shit in there. There's, you know, the bottom parts, there'll be some kind of, but sometimes I'll go back and I'll listen to stuff. I'm like, oh, actually, that's a lot better than I thought it was. When I dig through other people's records, people have like six, seven, eight thousand records. I'm like, Jesus. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want it like even a fourth of this, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, honestly. And they're beat up. It's like I don't have a lot of beat up records. Anyways, I, you know. You know, so I, I just hope that people see that a little bit more. Like it's it's not, I just, I, there's so much negativity here right now, man. Yeah, I agree. People are just like crying about all these little things. And it's like we have electricity. We have very clean water that comes from a glacier. <laughs> you know, we have yeah. pretty good, you know. I mean, I walk everywhere. I ride my bike. But, you know, the buses aren't bad. Muni, I know you're an expert on Muni, and we all know the stories. But it's great. Bart's great. I mean, the weather. Know, the Hello. weather's great. A lot of cool people, yeah. good food. And there's always a, an influx of new cool people, too. Mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, sometimes you people have lived here a long time. They start to get kind of cynical mm-hmm. or more cynical than they already were. <laughs> and you know it's like maybe it's time for you to move on man and and make room for people who are more upbeat and more happy to be here because once we lose that what do you have what t- or what year did you move here early 2000s the year 2000 okay in like june 1st that was a pretty good time to move here because the dot-com thing was just starting to crumble yes and you could actually find an apartment mm-hmm. if you had moved here in 97 You'd be screwed. Right. Yeah, you'd be living like... Jobs were plentiful. Apartments were non-existent. Yeah. <laughs> you don't... You I, I'm probably like, a lot like you. Like, I don't... I'm not like a kid hater. I just... Yeah. I like not having kids. <laughs> it's too. working out for me. I like not paying for kids. Yes. And not worrying about their uh, education or being bullied at school and all that stuff. You know? If I mean, you had kids, would you raise them in the city? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, me to be sure. I mean... There's nothing that would get me out of this city. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, there's no reason to leave. And I'm hoping people will leave so that, you know, it kind of lightens up the load, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, and people bitch about the techies and, like, the yuppie scum fucks and this and that. It's just like, you know what? It's it's not that different than it was. And I'm here to attest that this place is not different at all than it was in, like, 1996 hmm. because you had the dot-com kids. And that's not a bad thing necessarily. I have a lot of friends that work for Google and and whomever, and it's like they're good people, and they're probably going to move on because they want to have kids and like you know they're they're going to be in the suburbs before too long. So don't hate the people that are are here to make some money and and kind of move on from that. Yeah. Right. And as long as the music scene stays good and the bars are cool and the food is good, it's just like you know there's nothing to bitch about, and it's easy for us because we have rent control to say that. Right, but there was a time we didn't have rent control, and we were, fu- you know, we were fighting that fight. That's what you do when you move to New York City. That's what you do when you move to San Francisco. You get three jobs, you have roommates, you save up money, you finally get your your pad, 
and then you wait 10 years and then it's or more or more and then it's cheaper yeah and that's and then you and then you stay there yeah golden you know? handcuffs and downtown's is great that way i mean i i know a lot of people that's that's kind of funny it's like i see people i've never talked to i see them like three times a week i've never said hello we've lived in the same like three block radius for over 20 years and you just it's just like that knowing like oh there's the guy that's lived in that building over there do you feel comforted when you see them every time i think so yeah yeah it's like if you maybe if like a week went by and you didn't see these people you'd be like hmm well you'd forget about them but or, there'd be yeah, others recede. that would you know yeah i know and it's cool to see you know the people that do have children downtown or in san francisco you see them grow up and it's like holy shit there's oh my god that kid you know that's that's kind of cool to see there's two kids that, that there's like 35 apartments in my building thereabouts and there's two children that live here and they live right above me mm-hmm. and they used to actually live right above me in the apartment uh adjacent to here and they would run around in circles in the morning i'm not a morning person so <laughs> so i ended up moving over here just to kind of get away from that mm-hmm. but now i see them it's just like holy shit these kids are just you know and it's cool i mean i'm jealous it's like i would have loved to have, you know live in this neighborhood yep as a kid mm-hmm. you know and they're German. They speak German. Like they're, wow. I mean, they're they're European kids living here. I mean, they speak English, obviously, but you know, it's like their parents are kind of, you know, making sure that they they speak the native tongue of the parents. And I don't know. I mean, I kind of wish there was a little bit more of that in this neighborhood. Well, listen. I mean, it's democracy in action, right? Yeah. You know, in the old days, you'd have to like beg some uh, taxi driver and give them like $36 to take you, you know, halfway across town. Now if you're lucky enough to get one. Yeah, right. And now it's, you know, so I see both sides of that argument. Yeah. When I'm in a hurry, I get in a taxi cab and I'll pay the extra money. And actually it's not that much more. I think they actually lowered. So now I've been taking cabs a little bit more than I used to because it's like, you know, you get what you pay for. Uber drivers don't know what the fuck they're doing. I was just going to say they're the cabbies circles. at least know how to drive. Oh, yeah. They know how to drive. They know how to navigate. Mm-hmm. They're like, you want to take Van Ness? You want to take Franklin? It's just like, you know, there's a little bit of a, they're not using GPS, which doesn't work. And GPS doesn't work downtown San Francisco. No. Right? Notice that. No. It's just like, just turn that thing off and tell, I'll tell you where to go, man. Way better earthquakes, cooler earthquakes, <laughs> you know, more, uh, no one talks about the 1992 earthquake right. in, in Los Angeles. It's yeah. all 89 or 1906, but you know, we're splitting hairs there because we're all going to die any moment. <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm expecting <laughs> during this podcast. Probably because yeah. it's a really nice day. The sun's shining. It is. We're back to earthquake weather. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, the earthquakes are nice enough to generally go in the middle of the night. It's not going to kill yeah. everyone who's commuting on their way home. I mean, maybe a few Uber do- drivers could die on the way home uh, <laughs> during an earthquake just to just to free up a little space. But, mm-hmm. you know. You know, we're, we're always talking about the negative things that are going on in San Francisco, the Bay Area. It's so expensive to live here, this and that. But you look at like the, the smaller things, you know, and the smaller things add up. And they've mm-hmm. kind of always been here. That's I, what I think makes, you know, the Bay Area so unique. It's like, you know, not just, you know, all these smart people that went to Berkeley or, or Stanford and all the amazing people that moved from all over the world. It's just like the little innovations like bees on top of buildings. And, you know, I mean, I, I can, I see that a lot. And I'm looking for that because I'm getting really sick of people being really negative about this, this area. I mean, it's just like, yeah, it's expensive. Yeah, it's changing. But all cities change. 
I mean, you think Rome and like Paris and New York has al- have always been the same? No, you know. And you know, someone who goes to New York a lot, it's like that place is changing for the worse. Oh yeah. Whereas, and you can you can make the same argument for here, but like, you know, like Manhattan, which I I like going there. Like Brooklyn to me is just like yeah no. And my girlfriend grew up in New York City, mm-hmm. and she's just like, yeah, I don't really go to Brooklyn. And I used to go to Brooklyn to like, you know, buy records back in the day, Crypt Records, Tim Warren's place, and like, you know, just the middle of nowhere. It wasn't in a fashionable part of Brooklyn, but right. you know, you go there now, and it's just like, you know, the difference between Brooklyn and like San Francisco is there, like these hipsters are having children, right? Whereas you move to San Francisco to get the fuck away from that shit. Yeah, you don't want to get married, you don't want to have kids. You know, and that's, that's, I guess that's, you know, one of the greatest things about this city. It's just like, I, I don't mind kids. I have nephews who I love dearly, but it's just like, you know, I feel better when kids aren't around. Follow Storied San Francisco on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can browse all the episodes and check out Michelle Kilfeather's photos of storytellers on our website, which is storiedsf.com. Subscribe to the podcast on Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You can also reach us by email, which is storiedsf at gmail.com. Music for the podcast is by Joe Vigale. Film photography, as I mentioned, is by Michelle Kilfeather. Thanks for listening. Check back Thursday for part two.